Katie. My background is in psychology. And uh, I'm Brandon, also a uh, background in psychology. Currently a um, third year doctoral student at North Dakota State University. And I'm a professor at NDSU. And we want to respond, <laughs> we want to talk about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, so uh, recently we both uh, started working on a blog, uh, just kind of taking a look at superheroes and villains uh, through the lens of psychology to try to um, get people thinking about mental health um, through some of their favorite fictional characters and uh, Batman vs Superman and a few of our favorite fictional characters uh, Batman at least so we uh, we just thought we might talk a little bit about um, some of their views so maybe we should just say real quickly our Batman background so my background is that I had I really didn't know that much about Batman except that I had seen most of the Batman movies that came out and then within the last six months or so started reading the comics by Snyder and Capone mm-hmm. um, and got a lot more interested in Batman also through talking to Brandon about Batman and understanding Batman at a deeper level so um, that's most of my background in Batman, but what about you, Brandon? Well, uh, I've been a Batman fan, a, a fairly uh, serious Batman fan, for about uh, like 21 or 22 <laughs> years now. Uh, just to give a little reference, I'm 25 currently, <laughs> so uh, quite a while. Um, always uh, grew up, uh, ran around, I, I had this blanket that was my favorite blanket, always tied around to my back as a cape. Um, enjoyed the cartoons growing up. Uh, all the movies as well. Um, still enjoy the cartoons and uh, and, and the movies and um, also the comics now that I've gotten a little older. And so I have a pretty sizable collection of Batman comics and uh, action figures and posters and paintings and just uh, too much Batman stuff in general. But uh, yeah, so that's a, that's about my background. Uh, a little about that with Batman. Yeah. So you know a ton about Batman, so you can speak to some of the questions about that we're going to talk about in the movie about whether it was really representative of Batman. Yeah. You can maybe speak a little bit to people who know a little bit less than what, what that perspective of it is. Sure. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you some questions since you're the, the Batman expert sure. among us. Um, so what do you think overall? It seems like one of the criticisms was that Batman wasn't himself, that he um, saw a more violent Batman and things like I can absolutely see where a lot of uh, folks are coming from uh, with that criticism, and uh, and I think that's consistent with the perception of what a lot of people have as to the type of, of character that Batman is. So a lot of people think about Batman as this very uh, strict moral code of no killing, and uh, and he's fighting these criminals. But um, really, what, what we're looking at here with Batman vs Superman's um, interpretation of Batman is coming right out of Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Returns comic. And um, what we have here is a better Batman. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a little older, he's a little meaner, and um, you know, it, there's some variance between the movie and the comic. And I think really the direction Zack Snyder went was with uh, Batman who's, uh, you know, he's lost Robin, that was alluded to in the movies, and, and probably a good time to say if you haven't seen the movie, maybe skip the podcast <laughs> and, until a later time. Um, but yeah, Robin uh, clearly um, was was killed by the Joker, as we saw his um, uniform. 
with um, written on by presumably the Joker. And uh, we also see a Batman who's dealing with, uh, really feeling like he's, he hasn't made that much of a difference. Uh, he comments on for every criminal that, he, that he's taken, two more have replaced him. And, uh, and he's really driven by the sense of that he hasn't accomplished anything, that he's failed uh, Robin, that he really has probably failed his parents in, in terms of trying to make sure that no one experiences something like that again. And then I think when you add in this uh, Superman on top of that, it really adds that hopelessness piece that uh, really just drives him to be a, a lot darker character than even we're alluded to seeing that he was before um, based on some of the conversation between Bruce and Alfred. So I think based on the character lives, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense how dark um, that he's portrayed, I mean, given what he's gone through. So it did seem authentic to you given all of your expansive knowledge and experience of different, even different interpretations of Batman, but it seemed to you like this was consistent with his character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I, I think I think it's very consistent. Uh, you know, I, a lot of I remember when I walked out, or I was walking into theater and trying not to listen to people talking as they were walking out, and, and someone talked about, well, it didn't make any sense. Batman was torturing people. I, that uh, you know, Batman's. Got, I mean, he's always a little bit of a dark character, and and he isn't above hurting criminals to to save people or to uh, you know accomplish this this war that he has against crime. So I think having them be a little bit darker, and, and I, we certainly did see people die at Batman's hands in the film, albeit uh, indirectly most of the time, I, I don't think that's unrealistic, no. Okay, and, and I guess since we like to focus on psychology mm -hmm. and mental health, what kind of, I noticed a couple things in the movie that I hadn't seen as clear before in other representations of Batman. What kind of mental health issues do you think might have played into this version of Batman that we saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So one thing that that was very new for me uh, with this interpretation of Batman was clearly it's, there was some indication that he had a problem with alcohol. Um, a lot of times in the comics, Batman's kind of well known for at parties and social events, he always drinks ginger ale to have the illusion that he's drinking. But he just in terms of, you know, continuing his uh, peak, uh, peak physical uh, uh, fitness, he, do, he doesn't drink any alcohol. So uh, when Alfred commented on any uh, future Waynes might not have any wine at all from the Wayne uh, wine cellar, I think that, that indicated some sort of problem, uh, maybe a coping mechanism uh, for, for some of the loss that he's experienced, particularly um, in regards to Robin. Um, I'm sure there was some grief. Uh, obviously, it, it's, with Batman in general, he never really ever seems to have processed his, the loss of his parents. Um, and then with Robin as well, I, I think that's probably some unprocessed grief. And then uh, I think with that hopelessness piece too, I, I mean, that comes into play too with uh, the destruction that's caused because of Superman coming to Earth. Um, so those are a few things that stood out to me. How about you? Yeah, yeah the alcohol, the, the wine scene is straight from Frank Miller's book, and I, and I took that really true to form. And I'm just wondering in general, is that... Is that comic not as popular among Batman fans? If that was kind of right out of his book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my perception, and and just take it for what it is, but my perception is it's kind of polarized a little bit. People either really like that interpretation of Batman, or they kind of hate it. And I think a lot of the reason why they hate it is because it is uh, this older Batman, uh, particularly from Frank Miller's comics, 
He's tossed a lot of the detective work uh, and subtlety by the wayside, and he's a little more brutish, and he's a lot darker, and uh, and that's really seen in the in the Frank Miller comic, um, Dark Knight Returns, and and I think a lot of that um, was also portrayed in the movie as well. Yeah, I, and and you know, one of the criticisms has been not as many light moments, and I did think that was when Batman's pretending to be drunk um, when he when he's at the gathering at. For Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. and Mercy sees him trying to take the data away, and he says, oh, I really like your shoes. I thought that was one of the lighter mm-hmm. moments in it, and thought that was kind of a nice break, maybe from some of the darkness that people seem to be concerned Absolutely. about. Absolutely, and that's a, another interesting point, too. Um, a little bit of a segue, but a lot of people did complain that, that the movie was darker, and I, I agree that it was darker. I don't think it, it is a a bad thing. I think it's a different tone than what people are kind of used to for superhero movies. Um, but then on the flip side, I also saw people complain that uh, Bruce Wayne was cracking jokes. So uh, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know how you can come out on top of something like that with it's too dark, but Batman also isn't allowed to, to be cracking any jokes. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, that's odd. It, it almost seems like people have a very specific representation that is okay with them and on either side. And, mm-hmm. and if that's violated, then they don't like it. Yeah, so absolutely. There's a, a little lack of flexibility, which actually, when we, you asked about other mental health aspects, and, and one thing, your your blog post and evaluation, the one that we did together and, and posted on Daddy Council's um, website, talks a lot about Batman in terms of obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, which I had never thought about that before. But when I saw the movie, I, I really saw that as part of his motivation, too, that he's someone who almost doesn't feel like the work is to at the expense of joy. He just mm-hmm. has to do that. And so if he feels you know, he's not being effective, there are more criminals popping up like weeds, I think he said. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's not having any impact in the way that he wants. If you're someone who has kind of the obsessive compulsive personality disorder characteristics where you have very strong morals and are kind of rigid about that and you feel that you're failing that, I could see that really driving him to a darker place too. And mm-hmm. so that, that part of it, to the point of now he sees his impact as going after Superman, maybe that's what's necessary to actually make the impact that meets his... The goals that come from his moral compass that that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I bought it. Yeah. You know, other people didn't buy it, but that even not having the depth of having read as many comics and stuff like that, I, I kind of bought that even just within the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, as a driving force. So we, we talked about the mental health problems driving this kind of negative behavior, but then there's this scene that has also received some criticism, where he's he's fighting Superman. It's the mm-hmm. next scene. And he's kind of just relentlessly going after him, and this is a pretty violent scene. And then what happens is he hears Superman say Martha, the name of Superman's mom, which is also Bruce Wayne's mother's name. And he kind of snaps out of it and and decides he's going to not let what happened to him happen to Superman. He doesn't want Superman to lose his mom. Mm -hmm. And to me... I, I kind of bought that, that, you know, because it's kind of built up that that's central to his character and his motivation, that he is doing a lot of this as a result of what happened to his parents and trying to prevent other people from having that experience. 
It made sense to me that that would kind of snap them out of the darker place and kind of get back on track mm -hmm. with this mission. But what did you think about that? No, I agree completely. I, I also saw quite a bit of criticism about that scene. Um, but I thought it made a lot of sense. Uh, at, uh, clearly at this point, he was very driven and, and he had made up his mind that uh, the cost of having Superman was too great um, given the destruction and, and death that was as a result. Um, whether or not that was accurate uh, it is certainly up to interpretation in the, in the movie's universe. Um, but he was driven to, uh, to make that legacy and make that difference by uh, killing Superman. So I think um, when he got to that point and uh, and he heard his mother's name and and it, he kind of it really took him back clearly um, and kind of got him thinking about the path that he'd been going down. Um, you know, uh, people were dying. I mean, indirectly because of him and uh, the branding of criminals uh, who were being killed in prison. And then um, and I think you know it, it really kind of shook him and uh, and certainly probably confused him. And then what was comes along at that point and kind of clarifies, well, no, no, that's his mother's name. And I think that really clicked with him um, that Superman was about to go through exactly what Bruce went through as a child. Um, even if, you know, Bruce were to uh, spare him at that moment, I think he realized he needed to prevent that from happening, um, being that it was so traumatic for him. And, uh, and, and he just kind of realized that he had become almost like the criminal that led to Bruce becoming Batman. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a nice piece tying into the the dramatic opening scene mm -hmm. where he runs to the girl and asks and wants to prevent her from losing her mother. Mm -hmm. It's too late in that case, but it really shows the compassionate side of Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. which, which is certainly there, and, and just his drive to maybe particularly for children uh, losing their parents because that's such had such a huge impact in his life. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought that was kind of a consistent theme throughout it. But speaking of kind of smaller things that where you see that I would say influence his behavior to go into um, a less dark direction, you see that at the end too with Lex Luthor in terms of mm -hmm. when he's going to brand him and it's discussed in the movie that that means you're going to die in prison, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and he changes his mind. What do you think was going on there? I, I You know, I think... I think this is just representative of that change uh, that he had gone through. So I think uh, when at the funeral scene we see or we hear Bruce say, you know, I failed Superman in life and, and I wanted death or something along those lines. And I think that scene with Lex is, is really important in that it represents that he's taking those steps uh, to get off of this darker path that he'd gone down. And uh, clearly it wasn't easy for him. Uh, it, it clearly, I think it, uh, it would have been easier for him to brand Lex. To have him, um, you know, almost in a way be punished for what he did, uh, and I think that was represented by him. You know, it was kind of an outburst of aggression. He he punches the wall and loops the bat symbol there, um, but he didn't hurt Lex, and I think that's important and shows uh, you know he's taking a step back to some of the roots, and I think in a direction towards um, maybe the interpretation of Batman that a lot of people were expecting, and uh, maybe were surprised that we didn't get that in this film. So maybe some of what they didn't like is they, they, not, they don't want to flog superheroes right. or something like I, that. Right. I think so. I think, I, I think you're very much right, man. I think they don't want to flog Batman. Uh, and the, that was a big criticism with uh, Man of Steel as well before. They didn't want the flawed Superman who, who killed. Um, but I think, I think that's a, an interesting way to portray these heroes. 
And I think it creates an interesting journey for them too to move towards um, this, you know, ideal version of themselves. And I think it's a realistic, I mean, inter or perception or portrayal of life. I think uh, it, people move towards improvement and and getting to, you know, their ideal self. Um, so I I don't think it was a bad um, portrayal. I think it was probably an accurate portrayal given the circumstances. And I think it was certainly an interesting and entertaining one as well. Yeah, and I, I think that that could send a nice message, although that that even superheroes that they that they need help along the way, that they mm -hmm. struggle. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite heroes, superheroes, and a lot of it does have to do with you see her struggling very clearly. And you know, I guess some people just don't want that in their superheroes, mm -hmm. so they just want them to be perfect and want to believe that that exists. Whereas to me, I think it, it might help to destigmatize some of the struggles that people go through to see that these very strong and powerful people even suffer. Sometimes mm -hmm. they get off path, and like you said, they get away from their ideal self and have to work to get back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And stepping back and from a psych psychological perspective, I, I also thought, kind of going back to what we were talking about with in terms of Martha and hearing that name and Lois clarifying that that's Superman's mom and, and that changing his behavior, I, that also rang true to me because in all my work as a therapist, I find that I'm surprised by which factors are the ones that push the person towards getting better mm -hmm. and towards getting closer to their goals. And sometimes it can be seemingly mundane things, like a small factor that reminds them what their values are, mm -hmm. or reminds them what the reason that they're doing all of this for in the first place. So to me, it rang true that that brought him back. It wasn't just, oh, you know, I guess a lot of the memes were saying, like, Superman and Batman, oh, our moms have the same name now, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really read it that way. I saw it more as that was a trigger for something deeper within him that was reminding him of where he came from and what, you know, why why he's doing what he's doing. And, and how to do the right thing in a situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. So I think we wanted to also talk about some of the valid criticisms. Those those are a lot of things we disagree with. I yeah. know we both really enjoyed the movie, and maybe it was a matter of taste and that we don't mm -hmm. mind our characters having some struggles and some flaws, but there are valid criticisms out there too. And what were some of the ones that you saw? Yeah, I saw, I think... One that, that I could perceive, um, certainly, I think coming for maybe more of the general audience, maybe folks who don't have some of the extensive background, is there's certainly a lot of storylines going on. So you, you have this Batman versus Superman conflict that was, I, I mean, certainly loosely based off Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. And then you also kind of have this, um, this idea that in some of Bruce's dreams that there, there's this potential for Superman to almost seemingly become a dictator. And that actually comes right out of the Injustice uh, storyline, which is a story about um, basically what happens, a quick summary, is the uh, the Joker manipulates Superman into killing Lois Lane. And uh, Superman actually just kind of loses it. And he kills the Joker and uh, and he becomes basically a dictator. Um, and Batman leads an insurgence against him. Um, so that was another storyline. Uh, so I think I could see where some folks are maybe a little less familiar with some of the characters. You had the Flash coming through time, um, maybe in a dream to, to speak to Bruce. 
So that I could see how that maybe was confusing, uh, and he, he was harder to recognize as well. Uh, it wasn't so obvious that it was the Flash. He was wearing armor, um, like you do see in that Injustice storyline. So I think uh, just bringing all these characters together, some of which people might not be familiar with, um, could could definitely be a fair criticism of the movie. Uh, whereas if we take a look at the approach that the Marvel universe, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe took. They gave all the individual characters their own movies, and then once the Avengers was there, everyone knew who they all were, and then it's just a matter of getting them in place. Whereas with this movie, it kind of had a two-part purpose of getting them in place, as well as introducing all of these characters. So I know a lot of folks complained that uh, it was really long, um, but and, and it was really kind of rushed to, to try to get everyone into the film. Uh, so I could see that as well, and I'll be really curious to see what we get. Um, with the extended cut too, uh, if that clarifies a little bit of that. Uh, but I could see that from from a, someone who's less familiar with the source material. Yeah, yeah and, and that's a good point. That mm-hmm. there's if you go on with a certain background, there might be things that click together mm-hmm. that aren't obvious. So, for example, I mentioned I didn't know that that was Flash, and I didn't understand real clearly that that was um, representing Robin. And mm-hmm. his death and, and those types of things and learning that helped to pull it a little bit more together for mm-hmm. me so maybe that I can understand that criticism as well. People also didn't seem to like Lex Luthor very much and I know that one of the reasons, well some people did but mm-hmm. it seemed like some people didn't and one of the criticisms was about him not him being closer to the Riddler or the Joker or something yeah. instead of being like Lex Luthor is representing the comics what did you think about that? Yeah. It, it was certainly a new interpretation for Lex Luthor, who's usually someone who you see as is a little, uh, a little less chaotic, I think, um, a little more in control. But I think they really captured the essence of Lex Luthor in that he was really a mastermind behind this whole thing, and it kind of you get this idea towards the end of the movie that he really orchestrated this whole um, showdown between Batman and Superman. And I know a lot of people were really kind of unclear about his intentions as well as to, you know, why did he want to have this showdown? And I think that's another part too where maybe having the background or maybe just reading into the movie a little bit more, um, it becomes a, a little more clear. Uh, certainly with some of, um, kind of parallel supernatural religion. Uh, and I think that's a big piece of it as well. Uh, I, and I, he has this problem with Bruce Wayne, um, whether or not he recalls or knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I, I'm pretty certain that he does. I might need to see the movie one more time to clarify that, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I mean, this is just someone who uh, is just hyper competitive. He, you know, he wants to be on top. He wants to be the best, and uh, and so I think that, and that was well represented too with Senator Finch, who wouldn't uh, wouldn't really bend to his will. Um, so I think, I mean, I, I could see that criticism as well. I think it was an artistic liberty for Zack Snyder and certainly a new interpretation. I don't think it was a bad interpretation though. So and just to recap, I mean I think it was definitely a new look at Lex Luthor, but I think it was a good one. Um, and I'll be curious to see where it goes as well. Uh, certainly they're towards the end of the movie they made it look more consistent with his hair was shaved off. So I'm wondering if maybe some of the personality will kind of align too with maybe what people are expecting. Or maybe there's something totally new that people will, will get on board with um, as they get a little more exposure to it. But yeah, so that was just kind of my thoughts about, about Lex. Did you think that there were, and I don't know if some of this comes from 
So I don't know much about Lex Luthor at mm-hmm. all going into this. I mean, I, I just don't. But, you know, there are some parts that strike me a little bit as magical thinking, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just an odd way of speaking in kind of metaphors and mm-hmm. things that aren't real obvious and kind of going off in, in parables and stuff like that. And is is that consistent with the comic? No. Uh, no not, not from what I've been exposed to, anyway. Uh, Lex Luthor in the comics is... Uh, is Pretty straightforward, very much so. Uh, very brilliant, uh, very very intelligent, um, but not, not not as eccentric in any way. Um, yeah, he's he's a lot a lot more straightforward, I would say. Yeah, so that that was definitely unexpected for me, and I think a lot of fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, one thing that the reviewers did all agree on that I think we both agree about is that Wonder Woman. And her scenes were outstanding, mm-hmm. um, very true to her character, mm-hmm. just showing her clear experience and training as a warrior, but also her compassion. I mean, the lasso, everything, the um, deflecting the bullets for mm-hmm. Batman, all, all of that kind of stuff just looked really, that seemed really authentic to me from what I know about Wonder Woman and what I've read about her, and it seemed, it was nice to see people so excited about that, and that for her upcoming movie, which is going to tell her origin story, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about, but I'm also excited to see, you know, it seemed like they were teasing Justice League yep. type movies in the works, and so it'll be interesting to see how the characters kind of interact and develop Absolutely. more in that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what we have to say. Anything else? I, I don't think so, no. I think I think that those are a lot of the thoughts that I had about the movie and, and some of the criticisms I might have agreed with and some that I might have disagreed with a little bit. So, yeah, all in all, I, you know, uh, maybe it wasn't a perfect film, uh, but, but I did enjoy it a lot. And I think any time you can, you know, get to the theater and see your favorite heroes up on the screen is just, it's something you just have to enjoy. Um, or, I mean, that I have to enjoy, so, yeah. Yeah, I liked it, and I do hope that it, people do consider mental health factors as explaining some of the differences in, mm-hmm. in the behavior of Batman and Superman, which mm-hmm. I know less about Superman, but both of those characters kind of seen their struggles, and I do hope that can help to send this message, like I was saying, that strong, super strong people mm-hmm. can still struggle with these things, and they need help from other people from time to time. Absolutely.